In today's show, we're looking at injuries right across the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out PrizePix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Injury update time. Let's talk about what's going on across the league and starting with the Atlanta Hawks. Fan of pants, Kevin Herter dealing with a shoulder problem. He, um... He missed yesterday's game. We know he's had he's had injuries sort of off and on basically over the whole course of his career. There's different little things. I wouldn't be surprised if he misses more time, but also I wouldn't be too worried about it from a fantasy perspective with uh, Johnny Collins back, with Hunter playing, with Bogdanovich getting good minutes. Herder is not really a 12-team league option. Um, they just you know, fill those minutes up with more Bogdanovich, more Hunter, more Gallinari, more Delon Wright, those sort of players can step into those roles. So yeah, having just no Kevin Herter, I don't think impacts fantasy a huge amount. The Boston Celtics, also a pretty clean injury report. The only one missing there is Aaron Neesmith. We don't even know whether he's going to miss. He's questionable, but he's not even a guaranteed rotation player. He stepped into the rotation when Jalen Brown was out, got hurt himself, and that's it. So again, no real worry there uh, in terms of what his role is going to be or if that has any impact in fantasy, because really, it doesn't. Let's talk about Brooklyn, because there's a little bit more interesting stuff going on there. And we'll start with Ben Simmons, who will miss the rest of this week with that back issue. Um, I think there is some hope that he is back in the next week, but that's far from a guarantee. And again, if you are in the fantasy playoffs this week, it's very hard to hold. Always, with the caveat, if you have open IL slots, sure, that's what they're there for. If you don't, Holding zeros in the playoffs is hard. If your playoffs are next week, there's no need to make a drop now for someone like that when the uncertainty is just not there for next week. Like It it might come and go the game in Philly where he's apparently going to go and attend and sit on the bench. And straight after that, it's like, all right, he's ready to go. He'll be back on Tuesday. Like That is a definite possibility for Simmons. So you don't drop a week in advance before he comes or before your playoffs start and before he might come back. We just don't know. So he is a hold for now. LaMarcus Aldridge is out for at least the next two games. Now, his upside is not as high as Simmons's, So he is not necessarily a must-hold guy. And with him out, you get that little bit of a boost for the big avocado, Andre Drummond. It also helps Nick Claxton somewhat, but that's only like a 16-team league thing. I think what it does is it takes Drummond from like a 17-18 minute a night guy, which he'd been the last couple, um, to playing 24 or 23. And that's probably enough for him to be a 12-team league guy. We know that Joe Harris, or hopefully we know, is out for the rest of the season with that second ankle surgery, so you can go ahead and drop him. While Cam Thomas, uh, dealing with a back contusion, that limited him last time out. But with Kyrie playing, uh, with Seth Curry around, it's really hard to have any real value for Cam Thomas in 12 or 14, or probably at this point, even 16-team leagues. 
for the Charlotte Hornets. We got somewhat of an update on Gordon Haywood the other day. Like he's progressing well, but still not returning. I wouldn't expect this week. Um, I would expect Haywood is probably back the week after, but exactly the same thing that I said for Ben Simmons applies here to Gordon Haywood. If you are in the playoffs this week and yeah, you need that Ross spot, you might have to move on. If your playoffs don't start till next week and you're safely in the playoffs, hold. We might get an update that says he's back. I think that expectation for him returning is probably going to be the mid to late later part of next week, maybe even next weekend around the 19th would be my expectation for Haywood. Jalen McDaniels looks like his return is coming. He is questionable with an ankle sprain that's kept him out for over a month. He's not going to have a gigantic role, of course, but what he probably does is pushes the God of Hammer, God of Hammers, in fact, JT Thor out of the rotation. We know each other. He's a friend from work. And has somewhat of an impact on Cody Martin, who's played 30 plus in each of the last two, but not really going to be any sort of his own impact player. For majority of fantasy leagues, James Booknight dealing with neck soreness, but again, doesn't matter. He doesn't play. Um, this is not going to impact most leagues. I don't have the highest hopes for him long-term anyway in dynasty formats or anything along those lines. I'm just not a big James Booknight fan as a player. And uh, he has lived down to my low expectations this season. Maybe that's being a bit harsh on the bloke, but let's talk about the Chicago Bulls. It's Vucevic. It's big Vucevic. Vucevic. missed last game with a hamstring problem. I doesn't expect, I'm not expecting it to be too serious. And there is hope that he does play on Wednesday. After that, they play again on Saturday. So if they do sit him out on Wednesday, it would give that um, hamstring you know, an extra three or four days to heal, which would be pretty ideal. So I can see him missing the game on Wednesday against the Pistons. But the Bulls need to win, man. They have lost five straight games. Um... There's been some tough opponents in there, sure. Memphis, Miami, Atlanta, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia, they're all pretty good teams. But to lose all of them is pretty disappointing, and they need to get back on track. And against the Pistons, maybe that's the one they can, so maybe they do push Vooch back through. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Alex Caruso, I would expect him out the rest of this week, maybe back next week. Now, Caruso, the return is coming. I don't think he's a mustache player. His value is very, very highly concentrated in getting steals. That pushes overall rankings higher. I think he can be a 12-team league player. Would I sacrifice and go all out to make sure I've got him? Well, sure. If nothing's happening this week, if I've got a bye week or I'm locked into the playoffs, then all right, no worries. We'll see what happens with him next week. But realistically, his numbers do get inflated because of high steals. He gets some assists as well. And it does turn his value up probably higher than it needs to be. Lonzo Ball, I'm going to expect, is a couple more weeks away from that, uh, from his return with his knee surgery, and then he'll be lower minutes. I wouldn't expect him back before the 20th. I know he's doing some work in practice, but that doesn't mean that he's returning this week or probably even next week. I would expect, yeah, again, another two weeks for Lonzo, and it is hard to hold on through that, through that uncertainty. While it does appear more and more likely that Pat Williams will return at some point in the regular season, he won't have really any fantasy value. He might get a chance to start over a Javante Green, but he's not going to play 30 minutes, and even if he did play 30 minutes, I wouldn't want him in 12-team leagues anyway. He might be a guy for deeper leagues that you can stream in to get some... Um, uh, what do you call it? To get some steals. Uh, that's what he has been good at in the past, but I'm not going to be placing a huge amount of faith in a bloke that hasn't played at all this season. So let's talk about price picks. Maybe when Pat Williams comes back, we can look at his over-under props. It's really easy to do on price picks. It is daily fantasy made easy. What you do is you just pick two to five players and get their over-under, whether that's on their points or their rebounds or their assists or blocks or whatever. 
Look at that particular number. Look at the number that's set there and go, do I think he's going to go over or under? How simple is that? Mush them all together and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. And it's not just basketball. You can do multi-sport entries as well. Once the NFL's back, you could chuck that in there. Once baseball decides to get their stuff uh, into gear, you get that in there. You get hockey in there. You get MMA. You get soccer. You get all the stuff. And you can put it together into one entry. And at the moment, PricePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our listeners. You just get 50 ducks, 50, not ducks, 50 bucks. 50 ducks would be interesting. 50 bucks for free. If a player in your first price picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer available for Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA for 50 bucks for free if a player in your first price picks entry scores a single point. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. Let's go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Karis Levert still out. I think the return for him can be coming soon. We don't know exactly when. The return of Karis Levert is going to be interesting because there's the other injury there with Jared Allen, who's got the fractured finger. And all we've heard is out indefinitely. I'm going to expect two to three weeks. I would like to hold until we get a little bit more detail on that. But again, the Cavs play Tuesday and then not again till Friday. So you probably wouldn't get an update at least Thursday. And if you are in the playoffs, I'm not, he's not going to play this week. That is a drop. If you are waiting, if you're going to win this week, you hold and you wait to see if there's more info. Now, with him out and Lavert out, they started the Discman, Chetty Osman. I don't think they'll start Kevin Love. I think they'll start Osman. But what will happen, I believe, is that when uh, Karis Lavert is back, Karis Lavert will start and it won't be Osman. So Osman might be an ad for Tuesday and then might be droppable by Friday in place of Jarrett Allen. They move Mobley to center, Markkinen to the four. And then you throw either Levert or Osman in at the three. Even if Osman does start over Levert, starting probably means 24 minutes, not 34 minutes for Osman with Levert coming off the bench. Because they're still going to throw Kevin Love in there. There's still a little bit of Dean Wade they need to get in there as well. Um, yeah, Love and Markkinen are your big beneficiaries, I think, from the injury to Allen. And they should be on a 12-team roster. Um, and again, Osman, you could stream at least today with Levert out. I'm not... I'm not expecting that to have any long-term um, upside, though. Rajon Rondo dealing with a toe issue. It's funny to me, I don't know, probably funny to you as well, just the, the designation of a big toe injury being called great toe just makes me laugh. And I know it's, it's, not a, it's not a laughing matter to have injuries at any point, but calling it great toe just makes me laugh. And I, I don't know why that is. Anyway, I don't know whether Rondo or Goodwin will get all the backup point guard minutes. We, we will see which direction they choose to go. I would argue that Goodwin has been a better player than Rondo for the Cavs, but we'll see which direction JB decides to go with. On to the Dallas Mavericks. The burner, Jalen Brunson, dealing with a foot issue. It's not considered serious, and there is a big chance that he returns on Wednesday. So that's good news there. So we've got to see the Doncic, Brunson, Dinwiddie, how that combination all works. They're still going to be without Frank Nilakina with his ankle, Marquise Chris with his knee, Theo Pinson with his finger, and Timmy Hardaway, of course, is out for the rest of the year with that foot issue. But Brunson's really the only uh, rotation player who is um, injured, and I think the likelihood is that he does return for that game on Wednesday against the Knicks. For the Nuggets, Farton Will Barton's dealing with an ankle problem. He missed Sunday, or sorry, he, missed, he left Sunday's game early. He missed Monday's game against the Warriors. He is with the team and, and traveling to Sacramento, as is Jermichael Green, who hurt his knee at the uh, towards the end of that game against Golden State. So we do have to watch out for that one. But we don't know. I don't have Jermichael actually on this uh, on this list. 
Barton was borderline anyway. He hadn't played over 30 minutes for four games prior to the injury, and his numbers had been really down. I think in a 10-team format, you can drop him. In a 12, I probably would hold. But if we do hear again that he's ruled out for more time, then that makes your decision a lot easier. The big stiffy bones, Highlands, dealing with some knee issues. Every time it looks like he's got an opportunity to produce, or when he does produce, something seems to go wrong, whether it's a knee or an ankle, or it's the Dr. Michael Malone moving his minutes around. Um, Maga Porter Jr. still out with a back injury. My stance on this has been clear the whole way. I don't think he impacts fantasy leagues this year. I do think he's going to return before the end of the season, which is a surprise to be sure, but I don't think he's going to impact fantasy leagues in a significant way or a way that's large enough that determines that you should be adding him and holding him without injured slots. Again, if you've got an injured slot, why not? What the hell else is it there for? But if you need that slot, I don't really think Porter is going to come back, play 30 minutes a night, be a big usage guy in the next three weeks. I just don't expect that. And for the headmaster, Jamal Murray, my... Thoughts on the chances of that happening are even lower than it is for Maga Porter. I, I just don't think Murray's playing until we hit April. Maybe he's back. I honestly have no expectation that he returns before April. And Vlako Chanchar is out, I think, for the rest of the season with a um, with a fracture in his foot onto the Detroit Pistons. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Yeah, Isaiah Stewart is out with a bone bruise in his knee, out for at least a week. Be pretty shocked if he's back in a week, personally. So that means that we go and add Marvin Bagley. We'll see whether Bagley can continue what he did in that game against the Hawks, but he will be the starting center, is my guess. It should, it should help Kelly Olynyk. It didn't really in that last game, but it should give him somewhat of a boost. I wouldn't rush to grab Olynyk, but if you do miss out on Bagley, it's not a bad. Hey, let's see what happens because Kelly only needs, like Bagley needs thirty. Kalyani needs 23. And if he gets 23, it's it's the value's there. Now, he could play the 15 minutes a night behind Bagley at center, play nine minutes behind Bay and Grant at power forward. Although, what they are doing at the moment is chucking Isaiah Livers into that role. So maybe that takes a little bit of the value away from Cali um, in, in that spot there, just because we're going to give those extra minutes to Livers. So I wouldn't get too excited about Olenek. I wouldn't expect that he's going to play um, you know, 20 plus every single night. I think there is the opportunity for Livers to do that. There is also an opportunity for more minutes for Diallo as they push Bay up to the four and Diallo at the three. I wouldn't add Diallo. I wouldn't add Livers. I probably wouldn't add Olenek, but he's at least one that I would consider. But I think Olenek, Diallo, Livers, Diallo's hurt himself. He's got an well, not hurt, he's sick. He's got an illness, non-COVID. Um, that those guys could all eat into each other's playing time. Killian Hayes left the last game with a thigh injury. He was playing pretty well, I thought. But, yeah, it's Dwayne Casey. So, you know, dicking around seems to be his um, passion. So we'll see what happens with Killian Hayes and his playing time as we move forward. Maybe we should move forward into getting some built Bars because they are, of course, the best tasting protein bar ever. Have you tried their puffs? They are protein-infused marshmallowy goodness covered like every one of the Built Bar bars, covered in 100% real chocolate. These are low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, low-carbs, but high-protein, nutritional supplements slash treats. What a combination that is. Candy bars taste great. We know that. They're awesome. They taste amazing. But Built Bar, it's built different. It is that bar that instead of tasting like you're eating a hat, like this hat I got here, if I ate this, it'd probably taste better than a traditional protein bar. But, but... Built Bar tastes like that candy bar. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, 
and save yourself 15% off your order of Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. Let's go to the Golden State Warriors. We talked about this yesterday. Don't need to talk about it too much more today. Draymond Green is likely to return Monday. So that's a huge positive, obviously. We don't really have any update on James Wiseman or Andre Iguodala. Wiseman is out. Well, actually, we do have an update. He's out for the rest of this week. Again, not worth the stash. Not worth it at all. Don't know when he's coming back. Um, we just know that he's out for the rest of this week. Andre Iguodala remains out with this back injury. It has been over a month since he's been dealing with back tightness. Not the not the weirdest injury situation in the league, but still pretty weird. Otto Porter missed last game with an illness, and Gary Payton, the doctor, he missed with a knee issue. As long as Green is out and Payton starts, there is some value in him as a steel streamer, but you know, with Green returning, Payton and Kaminga, even Porter, is going to lose some value um, across right across the board, basically. The Houston Rockets. The crucifix, Christian Wood, was ill. Last game, late scratch there, so they started your mate Alperen Shengun. It was okay. Wood, it's not considered to be a long-term thing. Dennis Schroeder out. He's missed four in a row with that ankle sprain. We don't know whether he plays on Wednesday. Revenge game. We'll see whether he gets to go there. But hopefully they don't decide to play him 28 minutes off the bench, which they did the last time he was off the bench. Frustratingly, I wouldn't bother holding on to him. And Usman Garuba, I'm not really sure we see Garuba this season coming off that wrist surgery. For the Pacers, Chris Duarte dealing with his toe soreness. He's missed three in a row. Don't know. He's questionable for Tuesday. I don't think he's worth having. I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. Miles Turner, I'm going to expect another two weeks. Again, I'm going to keep saying this. You're in the playoffs. You can't hold on to him. I think when I think he is going to play, but I can't be convinced of that. And it might not be till like the 25th of March. We, we just don't know. And do they even play on the 25th of March? Because I pulled that number out of my ass. They don't. Maybe it's the 24th of March that he's back. We just don't know. And then I think there'll be some limited minutes when he returns. So, uh, you know, again, holding is great for this player who might come back. But you've got to be ruthless. Lance Stevenson dealing with an ankle problem. Also dealing with the fact that they're not going to play him very much. So no benefit there. Goga Badadze apparently has now got a foot issue. Last game, he had 17 points in the first half. He had two points in the... Did he? Or, yeah, three points in the second half. Didn't play... Only played like a couple of minutes. And Rick Carlisle said it was just a coach's decision why he didn't do that. And now he's on the injury report with a foot problem. So, as per usual, the paces are either full of shit. Actually, there's no other... There's no... Either or. They're full of shit with basically everything on this squad. So, one of them's lying. It's either Carlisle to the injury report. I don't know which one it is. Shout out to Rick telling us that TJ Warren was back in December. Speaking of Tony Warren, there is no way he's playing this year, surely. And TJ McConnell, I don't think he's going to be back either. But what a... Again, TJ Warren, it would be one of the most frustrating long-term injuries we've had, except there's a bloke down at Disney World that we need to talk about a little bit later on. Let's go on to the Clippers. Bob Covington out for personal reasons today. It doesn't seem like it's going to be just a one-game thing. From the words that I've heard, there's no guarantee of that. There's no, we don't know how long it's going to be. But, you know, if Covington's missing a week, he's not good enough to hold through those situations in a, in a do-or-die playoff spot. They do have a back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday. I would expect both of those games out for Bob. And they play again on Friday. And that's a high-volume day. Is he worth holding so that maybe you can get action for him on Saturday, Sunday? He might be back for next week if your playoffs start next week. But... 
you've got to look into whether that makes sense. Paul George, again, I'm just not convinced he's coming back in March. Not convinced at all. Does he come back and have an impact? Well, if he does, yes. But I honestly just, the updates have been vague. The updates have been, like I know people say, oh man, Paul George, he's working out. That's cool. He literally can't take a shot past the free throw line because his elbow's not ready for it yet. That to me is not particularly encouraging. It's good that he's doing some shooting. But again, is this going to help us in the fantasy playoffs? And almost definitely not. In a Roto League, sure. You've got six weeks to go before the end of the season. You can just sit him on the bench and not worry about playing him. In the head-to-head playoffs, it's really, really tough. I don't think Norman Powell is coming back to impact fantasy playoffs. I'm bloody sure that Kawhi Leonard isn't. No need to hold on to him. And Jason Preston, even if he was cleared from injury, I don't think he's going to be a factor anyway. Let's talk about the Lakers. Of course, LeBron James... It's a fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. He missed last game with that knee soreness. He is back on the injury report. I wonder if it had anything to do with him playing 38, 37, and 39 minutes in the three games prior to that. Who knows? I guess we'll never find out. If LeBron is out, obviously it boosts the value of Taylor Horton Tucker, who's on the injury report himself with an ankle sprain. It helps Malik Monk, who's on the injury report with a calf contusion. And it helps Carmelo Anthony. Kendrick Nunn. Again, is he the most weird injury absence this season? No, he's not. But it's still pretty bloody weird. Is he ever going to play for the Lakers? I think he went in for a checkup on an ankle at the start of the year. Well, no, your ankle's fine, but your knee's rooted. Is it? What's wrong with it? Does anybody know? Bone bruise? What happened to it? I don't actually know what happened to his knee. Anyway, he's not very good, but he's probably not going to play this season. And Anthony Davis, I'd be very, very surprised if he has any game action in March. I'd be very surprised at that. For the Grizzlies, I know that the Memphis Grizzlies can be frustrating with their injury reporting. I have told that many, many times. I know a lot, of, and a lot of people are jumping on this with Dylan Brooks. I don't think there's been anything really wrong with their injury reporting at all here. Now, if Brooks doesn't return until, say, April, they'll say, yeah, look, maybe an update would be good. But initially, I think it was the end of January, they said five weeks. Where, where And then there was a, an updated report come out from reporters saying, hey, start of March. We're basically at the start of March. He's been ruled out for Tuesday. But I think there's a decent chance that Dylan Brooks is back for Friday's game. Now, is Dylan Brooks good enough on limited minutes to hold through another three more days of zeros in the playoffs? No, he's not. But if you're preparing for next week, then yes, he's worth a hold there. For the Miami Heat, Caleb Martin is back on the injury report. Actually, just... I think we might have just got an update on some Warriors injuries. Yeah, Gary Payton, uh, Otto Porter out again today, by the way. Uh, Andre Iguodala out, so we did get an update there. Um, Markeith Morris. Actually, just talk about Caleb Martin first. Uh, Achilles Saunas again. He has played the last few games. If he is out, it'll mean that maybe Gabe Vincent and Max Struess gets back into the rotation. Of course, Victor Oladipo returned to action yesterday. And I'll reiterate again, I do not think that he is a 12-team league ad. Markeith Morris hurt his neck when Nikola Jokic hit him from behind after Morris charged him down in that game, whenever that was, back in November. Morris hasn't played since. And for the last two months, the Heat have been listing his injury status as conditioning. So either he is the most unfit prick in the world, or there's something else weird going on here. I don't know what it is. I know he had plenty of neck problems, but why do they keep listing it as conditioning? What is going on with Markeith Morris? Not that he's impacting us in fantasy at all. It's just a very, again, not the weirdest situation, but still a pretty weird situation where he is not back yet from that injury uh, earlier in the year. On to the Milwaukee Bucks. Grayson Allen, 
He was pushing up 30 minutes a night, starting to look maybe interesting, and now he's out with a hip issue. Ooh, that's not good. I wouldn't bother with holding on to him. George Hill, an update on him would be awesome at some point. He's out with neck soreness, which has been for the last like five weeks. Again, some information maybe would be good. You could tell us, sure, maybe. He doesn't impact fantasy leagues directly, but his absence means more minutes for Allen and Wara and Bembry and Wes Matthews and those sort of players. Paddy Connaughton were maybe about a week or so away from him potentially being able to return, but we're not looking him for 12s. And then we got somewhat of a Brook Lopez update, and it does appear he will return this season. I would expect not for another week or so, and I don't think that there's any impact for Brook Lopez in 12-team formats. Probably not even for 14 teams. On to the Minnesota Timberwolves. We are getting, I feel like, I feel like we're getting closer to a return for Goose. Anthony Edwards. think that's coming soon with this knee issue. I think there are going to be issues with it as we move forward all season, but he is questionable for Wednesday, as is D'Angelo Russell, who missed last game with a hamstring. And Jalen Noel got popped in the face last game. If Edwards and Russell are out, Noel can play, but otherwise he'd seem to be on the outside of the rotation. So don't panic too much with Edwards. There are, I think there are going to be missed games, but it looks like I reckon he might return on Wednesday. They do have a back-to-back Friday, Saturday, so I'd look for Beverly maybe to sit one, maybe Edwards to sit, maybe even Russell to sit, especially that Friday game against the Magics. They got one against the Heat on the Saturday, so just be aware of that. For the New Orleans Pelicans, Brandon Ingram has appeared on the injury report with a hamstring issue. That is not good. He was pretty great in the match. The match? What did I say match? In the game against Denver. But a hamstring is never good. If he is out, you expect more out of Herb Jones, more out of Tone Snell, more out of Najee Marshall. Fingers crossed, no more out of Garrett Temple, but you never know. And obviously more production from CJ McCollum. Larry Nance, still out with the knee surgery. I, I don't think he's coming back at any point in um, uh, whatever this month is in March. I don't, I don't expect to see him. Also, I know there's been updates on Zion Williamson and it's a positive and he's returning, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, he's doing some exercise. He's not having an impact, I don't believe, in fantasy leagues this season. And I just don't, what have we got? You know, 22 days left of March. I don't think Zion Williamson's in the court, on the court in those next 22 days. And when he does come back, he'll play like 18 minutes a night. And it's just, I just don't think there's any point in stashing Zion Williamson on a broken foot that's had setbacks for a bloke the size that he is and the importance that he is to this franchise. I just don't think that he's having an impact this season. I know I'm not providing much positivity here. For the Knicks, Mitchie Robinson, weird, weird situation last game. Comes in, plays two minutes, too sick to continue. Why'd you play two minutes? Hopefully he's fine to go for Wednesday, but that was very weird. Quentin Grimes dealing with a knee problem. Um, he sort of worked his way into a nice rotation role. He probably gets that rotation roll back, but that's not going to be any interest really for too much in fantasy. While Obi Toppins missed the last three with a hamstring injury, I'm sure we're all missing his 12 minutes a night. Derek Rose still, I would guess, a week or so away from return from his double ankle surgery, different types of surgery, of course. Rose might be a 12-team league guy, but I wouldn't bank on it. Coming back from ankle surgery, missing back-to-backs, um, and with the ascension of Emmanuel quickly. And to be fair, Tom Thibodeau is embracing younger players. I know, I, I know some shit's going weird here, but he is embracing younger players. And it is very, very good to see. So I wouldn't think that we're getting 30-minute Derek Rose, and that makes him not a 12-team league guy. Cam Reddish hurt his shoulder last game. Um, he was in a sling post-game, and I would expect that he misses some time. 
but I don't know for sure he's not impacting fantasy. Well, Nerlens Noel dealing with plantar fasciitis in his foot. I don't really think we see Nerlens Noel play again this season because they can, they'll just throw Jericho Sims out there and Taj Gibson into those minutes. And with Noel having as many struggles as he had this year, I don't think we're going to see him. But the Thunder, just more of the same, no updates. Like, when is Lou Dort coming back? He's missed. Lou Dort hasn't played since the 12th of February. We're like a month into this shoulder injury, and all we get is out. No timetable, nothing. Pull your fingers out. It's fucking annoying. Like, I don't know. Dort is not good enough to hold on to through all of this, by the way. Drop him. Josh Giddy is out for a couple more weeks. Drop him. I really like Josh Giddy, but with two weeks' absence probably at least to go here, it's very hard to hold. Kenrich Williams, Ty Jerome. Like, these blokes haven't played since the All-Star break. Mike Muscala, Derek Favors. Favors played one game. Like, are they going to continue to play? Are they going to play at all? I honestly just don't know what's going on with them. They don't, don't tell us anything. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, probably two weeks away from that broken foot. I don't expect him to return. So it means more Trey Mann, more Isaiah Roby. He's, Roby's actually questionable with backs on us. I think he'll be fine to play in at least one of these two back-to-backs coming up. So he's worth holding. More Pokyshevsky, more Aaron Wiggins, more um, uh, Vic Krejci, perhaps. More uh, more of the incantation. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Olivier Saar. He can get some minutes there and be maybe deeply useful. Bit of a mess of an injury report. This team used to be a mess of an injury report, but there's only two blokes on it now. That's the Orlando Magic. One of those blokes is Jalen Suggs, who's dealing with a ankle problem. He's questionable for today. I do think he's a 12-team league player, but you, know, you might have differing opinions on that. Markel Fultz is back playing. He'll play today. He'll miss tomorrow, missing those back-to-backs, as will be the case for the rest of the year. Well, John Isaac, <laughs> there's no way. He's just not going to play. Yeah, I know that... He had a torn ACL in August of fucking 2020. That is seven. I'm trying to count that up. How many months is that? Let's let's go through it. That is, so we're 19 months into his return from a 12-month injury and no real update. I don't know what's going on. This is not to say anything bad about John Isaac. He can't, you can say bad things about Jonathan Isaac in whatever way you want to frame it, but about this injury, you can't, I don't think. Um... Yeah, Tory's ACL, he can't control that. But it's the lack of messaging. It's the lack of transparency. Why Why do we have no idea what's going on? This has to be the longest... Rec- Either there's been a setback and no one has told us. They are deliberately keeping a healthy player out of, of game action, a possibility. Or there is some sort of other issue here with Isaac, whether it's a... Um, a mental issue in terms of confidence in getting back, that's all possible. But just to say he's continually out rehabbing ACL, I think he's pretty disingenuous to the league and to fans when it's been this long for an injury that does not take this long to return from. It's very full. You don't, HIPAA, mate, HIPAA rights. You don't have the, uh, the right to know. We sort of do. It's sort of part of the NBA rules that you need to have um, yeah, timely and accurate injury update information. And I wouldn't suggest that we've got that with John Isaac this season. For the Philadelphia 76ers, Danny Green suffered a finger laceration last game. He is not really impacting fantasy leagues at all, but he had to miss the second half of that game. While Paul Millsap's personal reasons have crept up again, he missed the last game. Now, I assume that his personal reasons in Brooklyn was, I don't like that I'm not playing and I'm taking that personally. Is he having the same personal issues in Philadelphia now that DeAndre Jordan has replaced him? 
maybe, or is it actually something else going on at home? I don't know. Not that he's impacting us for fantasy, but he's out again. Always questionable for next game. The Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker will miss again today due to COVID. Hopefully his return comes for their next game, which is um, coming, or maybe not. They play Wednesday. Maybe Friday is a good return date there. Well, Cam Johnson's dealing with a quad issue. He missed Sunday's game. He'll miss Tuesday's game. We don't know whether he plays Wednesday. I think he probably is a hold, Cameron Johnson. Wednesday, again, is a 12-game slate. So even if you've got him there, you will have someone most likely to fill that active roster spot. So I would hold on to him. Frank Kaminsky, I don't expect to see this regular season with his knee surgery, and I don't expect to see Chris Paul in the regular season either. For Portland, Anthony Simons missed last game with a quad issue. Is that real or not? I don't know. I wouldn't drop him, and I wouldn't rush to add add Brandon Williams. Now, Williams played well last game, for sure, and he played okay the game before that. One was without Hart, one was without Simons, and I think if both of those guys play, it's very hard to get excited about what Brandon Williams may or may not be able to do. As for Justice Winslow, I don't know what's going on with his Achilles soreness. He hasn't played since the first game post-All-Star break. In 30 minutes a night, he's a must-roster player, but he's not playing. I think you move on. Now, they play on Wednesday. Again, it's the big slate game. So you're not going to use him most likely anyway. So I guess you could hold through that. Yusuf Nurkic, I doubt we see him for this season. Didi Lozada with his knee, doesn't matter. And again, I don't expect Damian Lillard to play. So if you are stashing him, I think he can do better. And then Eric Bledsoe, that damn Achilles, it just keeps flaring up, man. Something, man, that's, I feel re- that's really bad. It's really, must be a shocking injury for Eric Bledsoe to have that Achilles issue. Hopefully he's okay there with that problem. I tweeted at him, but of course he's blocked me, so he wouldn't get the message. On to the Kings. Jeremy Lamb, missing with some hip soreness. And that seems to be a consistent issue or something consistent with him is always an injury. Mo Harkless dealing with an ankle problem. I'm not sure Harkless is even going to be in the rotation when he gets back. And then Rashawn Holmes, um, the personal issues keeping him out. He had a back issue. This is... uh, it's um, What is it? It's shit for both sides. It is clearly a big disconnect in what Holmes was promised or talked about with... Uh, with his team. He's not on this team next year. There's no way. And I wouldn't be surprised if he just continues to miss time down the stretch for another lost season for Sacramento. But there is definitely something up with Holmes and this organization. For the Spurs, Devin Vassell dealing with a groin issue missed last game. I think he'll return on Wednesday. So I would hold on there. Lonnie Walker dealing with an illness. Hello. Um, Look, we saw the bubble burst for him last game. He's not a reliable player. He's not a 12-team league guy. You don't need to worry about that. And Kata Bates-Diop dealing with a back problem, but not someone we need to care too much for in fantasy. For the Raptors, the good news here, Fred Van Vliet is back. Well, he's basically back. He should return on Wednesday. Obviously, you've dropped Malachi Flynn, who's out for the next 10 days with that hamstring issue. And Van Vliet returning puts the kibosh on a renaissance from Chris Boucher, who played 36 minutes last game with no Van Vliet, no Flynn, and no Ananobi. But Fred comes back, he starts, he plays his 36-37, and Boucher plays 22 off the bench and still shares minutes with Birch and Achua and Thad Young. So I wouldn't bother. I, I know I'm in the minority, and there are plenty of other fantasy people out there who will tell you to jump all over Boucher. I just try and look at... Look, we're not adding him for what he did on Sunday for Boucher. This is how I like to view it. What happened on Sunday happened, right? And there was an opportunity for that to happen with all those guys got ruled out on that day. That happened. 
But now we look at it and go, is where is the path for 30 plus minutes for him with Van Vliet back? And I don't see it at all. So I wouldn't bother. Because if I add him now, I don't get Sunday's performance. I just get 22 minutes moving forward, maybe. I wouldn't bother with it personally. Um, Ananobi, again, it's a, if you need to drop, you drop. He's going to miss this week. He's probably going to miss next week. Hard to justify holding on there. But the Jazz, at the moment, their injury report is clean. So that's good. But Rudy Gobert was listed as questionable before last game. He played, but just watch. That might pop up again. And then lastly, it is the Washington Wizards. Hal Neto sprained his ankle last game. We haven't had an update on that, but it's not a bad idea to grab Ish Smith. If Neto misses, Smith will be a interesting 10 or so 12-team league option in that time that Hal Neto misses. And Vernon Carey Jr. is dealing with a hip problem, and you are not dealing with Vernon Carey in any fantasy format. And that, guys... We'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.